0: Welcome back to the show, everyone. Hello, hello. Your one-stop shop for all things investing, entrepreneurship, and the future, right? Yeah. I'm here with my wonderful
1: co-host, Sam. How are you doing? Doing wonderful, seeing as I'm wonderful. Um, <laughs> excited for another episode, of course. I'm really excited for this one. Uh, we already tackled mm-hmm. cryptocurrency,
0: mm-hmm. First, first episode of our, of our series, um, FFiat. Now we're diving into NFTs and how important they are. There's a lot of, lot of confusion around them
1: yeah so uh, if you haven't listened to uh intro to crypto make sure you head over there it'll be right up here in this this corner right here
0: for the viewers on youtube
1: i think it's actually going to be right here so <laughs> just click right there
0: it doesn't matter where it is it's on our channel so <laughs> all right well let's get into it nfts what are they they're non-fungible tokens right um what does non-fungible mean well that's a great question okay so fung there's there's Let's let's break it down into into two. There's a chart here for our YouTube viewers. If you aren't watching on YouTube, I'll try to try to um, illustrate it for you guys. Um, so there's a chart here with tangible and intangible, and there's a chart with fungible and non fungible. So tangible basically means something you can feel and touch. So this pillow that I'm holding right now is tangible. OK, but my like something on my computer, like a software that's intangible because I can't actually touch the software. Um, so that's that's two distinguished. So. In, in the real world compared to Web3, Bitcoin and Ethereum, like the tokens, the the coins, they would be intangible. And then the USD, that would be tangible. And then there's also the fungible side, which is fungible and non-fungible. Basically, fungible can't – they can't be replicated, right? So there's only one – it's it's super rare. And then also then there's non-fungible, which it can be remade like like cars can be remade. There's, a, there's multiple Toyota Camrys out there or there's multiple – types of houses that have the same exact design. So there's the two there's the two differences. And basically NFTs fall into the um, they're non fungible and they're intangible. So they're creating a it's a digital asset that cannot be replicated. Right? Um, does that do understand? I that
1: made good
0: sense. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad it made good sense. And then also it's not a JPEG. That's that's exactly what why what I just explained, people are like, oh it's just a it's just a picture online selling for this much. It's it's not It's a lot more complex than that and then obviously when you're buying these nfts um there's a thing called gas it's not the gas that you put in your car sam it's not it's not Uh, (laughs) even though it's really expensive right now it's not that gas but this gas in the nft world is also really expensive right now which they're working to fix basically when you when you mint an nft you have to pay the protocol that you're on for the work that that it takes to complete the nft or to to mint the nft so it's basically just balance that's the reason it's decentralized because you have to pay to mint the nft and then obviously there's a lot of use cases that we're going to dive into later um there's ways you can like support artists like and if uh, artists will release their nft and you just can buy their nft maybe if they're low if if they have a lot of potential you can buy it and hold it and maybe they might get bigger and bigger and the nfts might grow and then also there's a lot of perks and benefits which we'll also get into um like board Ape yacht club and crypto punks and that can get you into certain events or get you into certain um meetings with with the creators of the NFTs and
1: yeah. All right. So, uh, NFTs on Ethereum, um, most NFTs initially were on Ethereum, especially cause 2021 was pretty much considered the year of NFTs and almost all of them were on Ethereum. Um, and NFTs on Ethereum, at least, they use the ERC 721 token standard. So, I mean, it, it may sound complicated, but basically it's just, it allows NFTs to be, you know, traded, uh, allows the, um, the, like the link to the actual JPEG to like sit inside that and whereas like a token on Ethereum uses like the 720 the, the NFTs use the 721 and um, the crypto kitties a lot of people you know these are these are pretty like low-key because they were so long ago but this was the first NFT collection to use the ERC 721 token and now pretty much every NFT uses it that's on Ethereum and um, why Ethereum was able to capture so many of the initial NFT market share because it was like it was the first mover. It was it was they had that set up, and people were able to make NFTs on Ethereum in 2017. You know, that's when CryptoPunks came in 2017, along with CryptoKitties. And uh, but as NFTs became more popular on Ethereum, like last year, as we got later into 2021, um, the the network got so congested because so many people were on it, and that led to gas wars. So you know, if you got an NFT project and they're minting, and it's like five thousand NFTs, but there's a hundred thousand people in the Discord. There's going to be a good amount of people trying to mint it, right? And even if the, you know, like this, even if it's 0.04 ETH the mint, if there's so many people trying to send a transaction at that time, gas will just go through the roof. Like you're talking one, two, three ETH on some of these projects. And For 0.041, yeah. Which is- so you're like, oh, great, I'll mint this 200 NFT, and then. When the gas war starts it might be closer to like eight thousand dollars so it's it's pretty insane and you know because of this like in late 2021 a lot of a lot of other chains started offering nfts so solana was one of the first and um nfts moved to solana and those became pretty popular because gas was so cheap and then you know avalanche polygon uh, a lot lot of different chains that were uh, enabling nfts and they just became more popular and more moved away from ethereum and recently, omni-chain NFTs have become a thing, and you know maybe this will be something we put in a future episode. But essentially, there's NFTs now that can be on multiple blockchains at once. So, for example, the first one launched a few days ago it was called Ghostly Ghosts, and when they minted, there was a certain amount minted on Ethereum, Avalanche, Binance Smart Chain, uh, Polygon, like all those, and you can move them across chains. So it's it's pretty cool, and uh, but even though there's some moving away from Ethereum. That might that might not have to be the case anymore, will it? Right, right.
0: I mean, there's a we're saying like NF, um, NFTs on Ethereum, it's super big, and everyone went to this, and we just said a lot of reasons where it's not that good. You shouldn't have to pay 1.5 Ethereum for minting a 0. .04 uh, uh, NFT. So the solution is the merge that they've been talking about for two years now. Vitalik Buterin and and their group is working on moving to proof of stake, which will hopefully uncrowd the network, moving it to layer two, and off, we'll. we'll just the simple terms it's, it's moving it to a layer two platform which will uncrowd it, and hopefully the gas will come down because the network won't be so crowded and everyone won't be trying to do a transaction at once it'll be moved to the second layer instead of the first just to be just to simplify it but we'll definitely hop in we're definitely going to make an episode of the merge 100%. the merge is really relevant this year a lot of the people in like the crypto space are predicting it um to come over summer so hope i hope it does and we'll definitely be around to cover that
1: definitely um, so I mean last year NFTs it led to a lot of retail adoption and a lot of people in the crypto space, they never thought that NFTs would be the thing to onboard so many people and then just out of nowhere NFTs exploded. Um, and so you know you just have millions of new wallets being made on metamask and just so many retail investors or traders or just anything um, that wasn't previously uh, invested in crypto they're just they're getting onboarded on the NFTs Mostly because of the rise of these these pfp projects, you know profile pictures people buying an ape making it their profile picture People see the profile pictures. They're like, oh, I want to I want to look like cool I want to look because you know, it comes off as like something luxurious, you know, and uh, so, you know You had so many celebrities buying um, apes and punks and all kinds of other nfts and it just led to this huge wave of people piling into nfts and uh it got all over the news, you know, it just can it became like a really hot topic of last year But this also led to, to the right-click army um, you know, I mean any time where you have celebrities and other people buying uh, What the, what look like pictures to the outside world? It just looks like a picture and you see oh so-and-so spent four hundred thousand dollars on this picture I mean, it's, it's gonna be like wow, this is dumb so people would people would right click the pictures and save them and like make them their profile pictures and be like oh ha I just right click save your picture for free, and uh, I mean that that became like a really popular thing. And there was this, there was actually this one instance on TikTok, this guy he had posted a video about buying an NFT. It was like a it was like a monkey NFT I think, and um, he he was like oh look at my NFT and someone someone right click saved it and made it their profile picture and he responded with another TikTok and he was like you don't own this, it's in my wallet, look, see, I own it, it's not actually yours, and the TikTok got, like, a million, like, 1.5 million likes, because everyone in the comments was just making it their profile picture, and he ended up selling it for, like, like almost, like, 8 ETH, I think it was, so much higher than the floor, just because that, like, one uh, ape that he, or monkey that he owned Got like so much attention it, it was it was just so funny that but was a high iq on his part yeah really it
0: sounded like the way you described like his tone of voice was just like being sarcastic no, yeah, like yeah. oh it's in it's my water it was intentional yeah and he set it up perfectly and then he sold it, it that was a genius move for sure mm-hmm. i'm sure there's a lot of other people that were doing that probably not as big though <laughs> then obviously people just buy like random eight monkeys but obviously the two biggest ones what are they board ape yacht club we mentioned them and then crypto punks yep. they, they both were super they're both super successful right now um the reason they were so successful i mean well let's let's take a first off like people like see the nft when you first see the project and they're like oh it's just a picture they just they they made they drew a bunch of apes or they drew a bunch of crypto punks and they just put it on a website and then they put it up there and then it just magically grew to what it is today no that's that's not it at all um these people they took a lot of risk hopping into the game early because nfts were not a big thing and they built a marketing team they built um a roadmap for for what they want to do with their um, NFTs in the future, and that's how they build it up. They didn't just just throw it online, and people think that NFTs are just like they're so stupid and they don't. There's not much effort into it, but all these projects are putting a lot of effort into it, and that's the reason
1: that it grew so big. Mm-hmm. And uh, like that's that's like the rise of generative art is a lot of these people aren't like hand drawing them. That's another thing. Like I don't think a lot of people realize that is like with the apes, especially you're you're like drawing certain traits. And then you just, you put them into like, a, you you write some code and it'll auto generate however many you tell it to. So, I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool, I guess. Um, but obviously there are those artists that are like, like digitally, like a lot of this is digital. They are drawing their own. And a lot of those became pretty popular too. And there's a lot of like really, really popular artists. But like the thing with punks is obviously they, they were the first like NFT collection back way back in 2017. So a lot of it was like sort of like OG status people were like oh I I own a punk like I'm I'm an OG and uh, it was also free to claim um, you didn't have to pay anything other than whatever gas you had to pay to claim and in 2017 that was like a few bucks probably and then with board apes there it was it was just like it was a completely different vibe you know it's so recognizable they're super vibrant they're just really fun and they really they pretty much kickstarted the PFP movement because a lot of the punks weren't really using profile pictures. And it, and with apes that kind of was the case, and also apes gave gave rights to their owners. So like if you if you buy a an, a board ape, you're also buying the rights to that picture, so you can like make money off someone else using the the, uh, the NFT.
0: Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And also another point like for the OG status is another thing why NFTs are so special is because like they're always gonna be there. Even if you buy a board ape or a CryptoPunk, and it's always gonna be in your wallet, whether the the project like moves down or up, you're always gonna. That one person that bought the NFT's address, they're always going to have that in their address forever. As long as the blockchain is running, which it probably is, they're they're going to
1: have it forever, which is insane to me. Yeah. And uh, like in the in the NFT space, Yuga Labs, these are the guys who, who created Bored Ape Yacht Club and uh, Larva Labs created CryptoPunks. And just like a few weeks ago, Yuga Labs actually bought Larva Labs. So now they own... The Board Ape Yacht Club, as well as the Crypto Punks, along with obviously the Mutant Ape Yacht Club, the Kennel Yacht, the Kennel Club, and like like three other of the the biggest projects. So they're they're pretty much like the big guy in the NFT space now. The next Google of Web3, pretty much. <laughs> and this this brought a lot of like controversy. Some of the apes and punks holders weren't so happy because um, with punks the the copyright the Larva Labs owned the rights to them. So so the individual punk owners couldn't actually. um like use their punks for their own uses and now now that yuga labs bought them that that's probably going to change and uh this uh now that yuga labs has so many of the top nft projects kevin rose and and his projects they're pretty much like competing to be the top dog of the space you know kevin rose with with the proof collective and um all all that all that stuff they're building over at modern finance and he's they're probably going to try and uh, rival yuga labs so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out And, and i'm sure someone will come out of nowhere and uh compete up there as well.
0: Do you know if Kevin Rose like, did anything before Web3 that made him famous? Or he's, he just came, yeah, he became famous off of Web3? He was,
1: was, he, re- he was really uh, famous in Web2 as well. Uh, like at the beginning, he created Dig, which was like the, the OG Reddit competitor, even though Reddit ended up overtaking them, So, so he had a big name for himself. Okay. And then he was really early to Web3 as well. Sweet. That's awesome.
0: And then obviously, all these NFTs, there's, it's going to be insane how they take over and the use cases that they have in the future. Some of the use cases already right now, Um, Y'all are probably familiar with like Decentraland and Sandbox. It's like virtual real estate in the metaverse. And right here, if y'all are watching on YouTube, it's actually um, a screenshot from the Decentraland where you can go on their website or if you type in Sandbox, you can buy real estate in their metaverse with their currency, either mana or um, sand, which is insane to me. And then also how it's going to like progress in the future. In my opinion, I think there's a lot of like confusion over like who owns like a house or who owns Mm -hmm. a car and like there's the car facts and all these companies that have to like keep track of it you have to pay for it but if there were nfts in place that that stuck like when you when they first made a car and they tied an nft with that car that you tied it with a vin number somehow then you could you could track every single purchase and share like ownership change through the nft which i think would just change the auto industry and and make buying and selling cars a lot safer then obviously there's music and sports um where they're already progressing towards like buying. I think NFL came out where they're going to integrate NFTs in their tickets um, th- this coming up season, which is going to be super cool. And you can literally buy what you buy Instead of just having like a piece of paper or a barcode you scan online, you're going to have like an actual NFT that's unique to you and no one else has. And I think like imagine if they had this back like in big games or something like MJ's last game in the, in the finals, game six, and he, you had an NFT of his his thing courtside a, a ticket of the game courtside imagine how much that would be worth today like mm-hmm. people like s- sports fanatics they would go crazy over that like fighting over collectibles and stuff like that and then obviously there's Axie gaming which is just a great they they're one of the first people to hop into nfts and gaming um cross-platform so they basically you can have items in the game for nfts that that's your own item instead of Fortnite, where it's you're paying for example there's like um what's what's a Fortnite skin uh, the shark, Sam's, the, the shark. There's a shark skin in Fortnite that you pay V-Bucks for, and there's, everyone can buy the shark skin if you want. But with NFTs, it makes it so if you buy that specific skin, only you have that skin. It makes it non-fungible, exactly, back to the first slide. Mm-hmm. And then last, there's creators and artists, which I think is gonna be really huge because there's a lot of creators and artists that are relying on platforms to gain money. Spotify pays these platforms, Spotify, spot, excuse me, Spotify plays these artists or these podcasters for streams. But if these artists and creators, they launch their own NFTs, they don't have to rely on, like, YouTube revenue or Spotify revenue. They can make revenue off their NFTs, and the bigger they get as an artist or a creator, the bigger their NFT is going to get, just like Milk Boys is doing. And they're creating relationships with their, their fans and whatnot.
1: Yeah, and, and that, like, the thing with Axie, like, over here, it's, it's not that popular. So people don't realize how big it is. But over in, in Southeast Asia, like in the Philippines, it is huge. It's huge. Axie Infinity, the Discord, is the largest Discord server in the world. It, it's got over right. a million members now, I'm pretty sure. Jeez. And so it's, 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 it's pretty popular. And also, like, with music, um, songs and podcasts. Like, you guys are going to be listening to ASAP Finance. Like, the, the podcast episodes themselves will be NFTs at some point. And, and there are, like, different protocols trying to do that. I think, like, Audius is one of them. But yeah, that'll be super cool. Yeah, that'd be crazy.
0: And you won't even have to like make everyone an NFT. It could just be like our most popular episodes that are like super important, mm-hmm. and you can buy the NFT. And maybe they might be able to hop on a podcast with us if like they might have access to hopping on a podcast with us. or special content if they buy our NFT, which is there's so it's creative. It's endless, man. Mm-hmm. You can you can do so much, so many
1: things with it. Well, obviously, how people might be wondering, how do people buy these well, NFTs? That's that's a good point. Um, it's 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 honestly pretty simple. Uh, you just have to have. Uh, uh, Some sort of hot wallet Um, Metamask obviously probably the most popular then you you connect it to OpenSea and you can go search for some NFTs Um, OpenSea Most popular one pretty much all the NFT volume was on OpenSea last year Especially for like the first half of 2021 before some of the other ones started to come up But NFT or OpenSea they chose to go the IPO route So they want to they want to list on the stock market and become a, a public company and they're getting a lot of backlash for this in the crypto space, because people that have used uh, created so much volume on OpenSea and done a lot of NFT trading and selling, they want to they want them to airdrop a token based on how much volume everyone's used. And if they IPO, they won't be able to do that. So um, a lot of people, you know, are against OpenSea, especially since becoming a public company makes them even more centralized. And so that led to like late last year, tons of different competitors were doing token airdrops. So things like XYZ, uh, SOS was one of them. And uh, looks rare. They all they airdrop tokens based on, th- th- so they would look at like Metamask and like how much OpenSea volume they did, and that that would determine your eligibility or how much of the airdrop you would get. And those were becoming pretty popular. A lot of them didn't do much, but then LooksRare, LooksRare did pretty well, and and that's honestly that's probably become uh, OpenSea's main competitor. And they got some cool mechanics, like just off of like buying and selling uh, NFTs on LooksRare, you you earn their token. Which is like looks token, and you can stake that. So it's pretty cool. Which is something that people have been asking OpenSea to do for forever, and and they didn't do that. Um, so look, looks rare is like they really listen to the community, community, which has led to them getting pretty popular. And, and then one thing, one thing I actually like, just to jump in
0: here, is that like OpenSea they started out as like the biggest um, NFT marketplace, and then they moved. They the whole idea of Web three is decentralization, mm-hmm. and. Their community, their platform moved towards centralization, and they got hate for it from the community, which I think is just a beautiful thing to look at long-term when these companies and these DAOs are hopping in to Web3. If they move to a more centralized um, way of running their platforms, the, the community is not going to like it because mm-hmm. they know how powerful decentralization is, like Looks rare and these other um, marketplaces hopping in. Sorry to jump in.
1: Oh, yeah. And then uh, obviously now, like FTX, which is... The like the fastest ever growing what is it? The fastest ever growing private company. Um, they reached like a 40 billion dollar valuation in two years. Uh, they now that. have a marketplace, and Coinbase is going to launch their marketplace soon. So, there's going to be all kinds of options. I'm waiting for Coin Man. Yeah, I've been waiting. They, they've they been talking
0: about it for months now and I haven't seen I, I guess they're perfecting it, like the merge is going.
1: <laughs> yeah, how, like how many people do they have on their waitlist? Oh yeah, it was, I, it was last like time I checked.
0: Million. Yeah, a few months ago it was like 1.7. I'm sure it's well That's over crazy. two million now, which is insane. OpenSea was doesn't even have that many wallets right now, I don't think. So it's just going to be great for Coinbase in general. And obviously, NFTs aren't perfect. There's a lot mm. of dangers that you guys have to be worried about. Just in in any. And anything, really, there's a lot of scammers out there trying to call, you know, people calling you randomly, trying to steal your social security number, hack your bank account. There's scammers everywhere. Sam's going to run down all the scammers and NFTs so y'all don't fall for them.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, sort of the same way it is with certain cryptocurrencies. There's a lot of rug pulls in NFTs. So people will will, um, create social medias for their projects, or or sometimes even not that. But, you know, there'll be a project, they're like, oh, we're going to launch 10,000 of our of our sharks, yeah, to mint, <laughs> to mint. Uh, next Thursday night, okay, and then the mint comes. Everyone buys the sharks, shell out, and then the the founders just leave, like they they dip out of there. And then it's, there's like ten thousand sharks out there owned by some people, and there's there's nothing to do with them, and the the devs have left, so it's it's just gonna become worthless. Uh, so that's that's called a rug pool, and and those are never fun. And then also when you mint, you have to connect to like an external website, and so. On your wallet a thing will pop up saying like oh so and so wants to access your wallet and you have to sign it but if the if the contract is like scammy that people can like code sort of things that will let them have like access to your wallet and if it's not like a legitimate contract they'll get access to your wallet so that's honestly something to watch out for especially in like a hype project you'll get like dozens and dozens of scam discord DMS when you're getting close to the midday of people trying to get you to click on a, a faulty link um, and then also in NFTs, a lot of times the developers will have anonymous identities, and obviously, if you don't know who they are, you don't know how experienced they are, uh, what their true intentions are can be easily hidden, what their past is. So it's honestly you gotta be careful for that. And then when NFTs really started blowing up last year, they would all have the same roadmap. So it would be like, oh, we're gonna launch our our collection, we're gonna drop a token, we're gonna um, we're gonna create a a video game, and then it, every single uh, project would have that and a lot of times the roadmap would be copy pasted like you could even tell so it's it's just it's really easy for people to make it look like they have a legitimate project with intended utility in the future and a lot of times like they might not have that intention so you just gotta be careful with that yeah right and then also
0: there's also like lack of real utility Mm -hmm. so Right now, like like in cryptocurrency, in our episode in cryptocurrency, we said the space is super early in Web three right now, and it's the same thing with NFTs. So that's why you have to be careful, like buying new things. Um, people can just launch an NFT project and they won't even have a roadmap to create a video game. They could just launch it and just try to like money grab people, which I don't think is smart. And I don't, I don't personally not putting my money in NFTs right now. I'm waiting for the the whole. Um, area to mature before i do that but you guys just gotta gotta make sure that you're not just buying something that has no utility because at the end of the day it is it's just an nft it's a digital piece and if it's not if it's not giving you something that's valuable in the real world or a digital world like a video game then it's probably not worth buying
1: yeah and you got to realize like nfts blew up so much and the space has become so saturated that a lot of this stuff out there just isn't isn't like worth buying um and, and a lot of stuff that is, like the hyped projects, are going to become more expensive because there, there's so many people trying to get into them. So the buying price is going to be a lot higher.
0: Right. So make sure y'all are doing your own research and don't th- throw your money randomly into NFTs because it's super early right now. But it's good to be knowledgeable. So when, when NFTs do take over and they're, they're in everyday life, like auto insurance, medical insurance, health records, you guys understand like, how, how it works and why it's, why it's so decentralized and important in today's society. So mm-hmm. good job for, for listening and making it yeah. through this
1: episode uh, Appreciate you guys listening again um, Obviously not financial advice We're not financial advisors We're not um,
0: Make sure make sure y'all are dropping down suggestions in YouTube mm-hmm. comments Leave a review on Spotify for us um, We really appreciate it It makes our, our podcast grow And we want to get as many people as we can to listen to us
1: Yeah, and uh, I think in a, in a few weeks now We're probably going to be picking up on, on some of the social media So make sure you check the the bio for those and the link tree has all those as well. Right, right. So right. I guess we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Thank you.